Welcome back to Food for Thought, sponsored by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. I'd like to welcome to Food for Thought today, Chuck Haddon. He is the CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association. He is a professional acquaintance of mine, but a personal friend as well. And Chuck, I want to just take the moment to welcome you to Food for Thought. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on your show, Phil. It's great to have you. Um, and, you know, we kind of laugh because uh, the show content today is just going to basically be conversation that you and I have been having now for almost a year. Yeah. Uh, about how uh, the Food Bank Council and the Michigan Manufacturing Association is beginning to see some need across our members and uh, how we can work together to meet that need. And yeah. I think it's a pretty cool illustration of collaboration and uh, what I guess on the outside, some people would look at maybe uh, your sector and my sector and say, well, what do they have in common? But but times have changed, haven't they, Chuck? Well, you're, you're, we're sitting here in Michigan at almost full empl- un- uh, full employment. And that creates some real problems for growth for manufacturers at times. Absolutely, it does. So, yeah, so let's start at the beginning, I guess, and, um, and, and, and talk about a little bit about how we met. We were, we're part of a gather of a CEO group led by Mike Bills. Yep. And, um, and we just happened to be in a room together, and you were telling a lot about what the, the Michigan Manufacturing Association and uh, some of the challenges and opportunities are there. And I'm going, hey, w- I think we can help with some of those. And so <laughs> we've been having that conversation. So maybe just give us a, a, a overview of the Michigan Manufacturing Association, what you guys do, what you how long you've been there, and then we'll talk a little bit about what the uh, present opportunities and, uh, and the status is for manufacturing in Michigan. Okay, well, the Michigan Manufacturing Association has been around since 1902. We were started by Arioles and a number of other manufacturers. Uh, our, our first, our first leg of the stool, as I like to call it, our three-legged stool, is our lobbying work. We work in the leg- we work for the state legislature, work with the state legislature and the regulators to try to have fair legislation and fair regulation uh, as we uh, for manufacturers that don't overburden them. Mm-hmm. and helps them still succeed here in Michigan. Uh, we see ourselves as the go-to association for Michigan, for manufacturers in Michigan, on any size and, and scope. We have about uh, 2,000 members right now, and we wow. um, and I count a member as one name, like Ford. I don't count every one of their facilities. I just count Ford as one member. Sure. And I have a lot of members like Ford that people recognize the name, uh, they they're used to seeing it. They drive by it. They use it. Uh, Kellogg is another one. Uh, Dow is another one. Uh, Steelcase, Herman Miller, Pfizer. They're all members of mine. Uh-huh. But eighty five percent of my members are less than two hundred employees, and one and sixty five percent of my members are still family owned and run. Wow. So it's 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 kind of in Michigan's culture. Uh, manufacturing. It has been for a long time, and I don't see that changing, and I don't think we should be shy about it. Uh, we're the largest sector of the economy in Michigan. Uh, in fact, we're twice the size of the next two put together wouldn't quite reach us, but we are, um, but we have our challenges. We, um, we're a group of individual people that don't get out of our shops a lot. Uh, we, ha- we sit in industrial parks that people don't really go into or know anything about, 
And so it's and and we make products that go on other people's uh, businesses. So I may make a headlight, and I may make the world's best headlight, but it's Ford that's going to get credit for that headlight, and that's fine. That, that's how it works. But sure, but it's. It's tough to get people to know all of those things are going out there. I'll tell you, the technology that's being utilized in my, in my manufacturing sector right now is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's, it is all clean, uh, bright, uh, organized. Um, it, is, it is a much different um, focus and a much different business than it was even 10 years ago. Wow. Chuck Haddon, he is the CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association, and I think it's pretty cool, Chuck, that R.E. Olds was a was a founder, all the way back all the way back in 1902. Yeah, and, um, I have his application in my office. Get really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got to come by to see that then. Please do. Uh, so, and then the other thing that strikes me here is 85 percent of your members in the association, and you have about 2,000 members. Yep. Um, are uh, how are employers un, under two hundred? Yes, and then sixty five percent are family owned. So I think that's probably where you and I connect the most is manufacturers who are um, creating things or manufacturing uh, items that we're all using, and uh, and and trying to cr- pay a living wage. And also, you know, trying to keep the, co- the company financially um, uh, viable and, uh, and, and able to continue and employ people. But at the same time, the people who are working are having some struggles as well. Oh, yeah. And, and you, you have to be aware of those struggles and, and do something about them to keep, because you, you go to a lot of trouble to train people and get them up to speed on the equipment they're using. And you don't want to waste that on absenteeism if you can afford to. Right. Right. But there are a lot of folks who are employed, I'm particularly thinking in this 85 percent and, and probably all over, even at Ford and some of the larger employers sure. uh, that are really struggling with some um, personal life issues, uh, not necessarily because of bad decisions or bad management. I mean, some of them, yes, sure, but not all of them. And I mean, this is just trying to live and survive and provide and uh and so manufacturers are learning and to how to help their employees address those personal life issues oh yeah i I think it's 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 the next coming issue for manufacturers to face the first issue right now is finding the talent the second issue is keeping the talent Hmm. And, and because you cannot afford to invest in the in people and have them know how to work a machine just to have them not show up to work. So how do we invest in our people, and how do we make sure that they have what they need? There are so many of, my, of, of the employees of my manufacturers that are just a paycheck away from being in a disaster situation, and it can be through no fault of their own that they have a flat tire or, and they can't come to work, or they ha- babysitter can't show up and they can't come to work. Right. That affects their income, that affects their pay, that affects the manufacturer. Well, right. I mean, there, you know, when you, when you are manufacturing, you know, there's, there's, there's production involved here, right? Absolutely. I mean, you, you lose not one to, part of the cock and you're in trouble. Put it too simply, but I mean, if somebody's not there, then they're, Productivity is down. Absolutely, and 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 it's tough to make it up. I mean, some some workforces I know carry an extra ten percent 
payroll just to be sure they got enough people there all the time. Right. Well, it's kind of like making up time, right? You yep. say, well, I'm going to make that time up. Well, I don't know how anybody ever does that. <laughs> You're right, Phil. <laughs> you it know. never comes around to that, does no, it? No, <laughs> it never does. I mean, you only get one chance. And, you know, the only thing that I know that moves faster than time are opportunities. That's right. So, um, you know, we've had Dwayne Berger on the show, Chuck, and uh, I know you and Dwayne have had some uh, conversations. Yep. And uh, it's really about... Dwayne gives us a statistic, and I'm sure he shared it with you, and y'all have had conversations about it. But at the minimum, when there is turnover, that costs an employer about average of about $3,500 yep. to have that person gone and get a new person in and trained up, ready to speed, so that they're contributing to productivity. That's correct. So, and, and I see that all the time with my employers. Right. It, it, and that's why they carry an extra 10% to cover that mistake time. Huh. And, and at the same time, that's a cost that they are, could save and make more money and make more widgets with. Right, right. And, and pay better bonuses at the end. Absolutely. Right. So um, you, you talked a little bit about, just a minute ago, I'm going I'm to circle back just a minute, about challenges associated with growing, manu- growing the business of manufacturing. Talk to us a little bit about that within this context of, employee, uh, of, of finding the right employee and keeping the right employee. Well, it, it, we're at full employment, or close to full employment here in Michigan, and we also have a real talent shortage. We've been telling our kids, for uh, about 10 years now that you got to get a four-year degree. And that does two things, one of which is, well, if I can't graduate from high school because I can't pass Algebra two, I might as well drop out. And number three is that all the skilled labor is dried up and there's no pipeline of kids going into any skilled trades. That's not hurting just my um, industry. It's hurting the, uh, uh, the trades, the construction, um, a lot, of different, a lot of different people. And so we are trying to get people back involved in skilled trades. Uh, and so we have a pipeline, but it's going to take a while to develop that. And in the meantime, you want to keep the employees you have. And so how do we go about doing that and making sure that helps? And some of our discussions and other discussions I've been having, I've been looking for some of those best practices out there. And I, there's a great one in southwest Michigan that I think is just unbelievable what they're doing and and how they're making it work down there absolutely and I, I, you know what i'd like to do is maybe uh have you st- let's stay through the break and and you come back and and tell that story about southwest michigan and how that is really a great illustration about what we could do across the state to both help manufacturing uh, help the economy but also help families that are kind of on the verge and struggling they're working, but uh, at this point, they still got a little bit more month than they do money. Yep. Chuck Haddon, he's the CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 